Welcome back to the Couch Commentators podcast, the fastest growing podcast in the nation and some may say the world. Today I have Lucas over there, James right here. Ooh. The boys are back in town. We're back. Um, look, we had the week off, but uh, we are ready to rumble again. No Dan. Classic Dan, I guess. But, yeah, uh, classic Dan. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lucas, mate, how you been? Mate, I've been good. Um, it's good to finally be referred to once again as the top punter of the uh, of the group. <laughs> Um, yeah. You know, people now come to me for suggestions. They they run every bet they make past me. So it's look, it's good to be the king again. Yeah, no, it's a tough, tough start of the season for all of us, bar Lucas. Uh, <laughs> James, mate, how you been? Look, other than my betting for the podcast, I've been betting pretty good in the last couple of weeks. But yeah, um, yeah unfortunately, I'm not helping everyone else out. Uh, the weekend, it was pretty pretty chill. Had a decent game of golf. Uh, didn't beat any personal scores or anything like that, but yeah. Yeah, I, I also had a game of golf with you and uh, my front nine, abysmal, I think like 67. <laughs> Back nine, 48 though. So that's, uh, that's about average for people. <laughs> so I'll be happy with that. <laughs> Would be, yeah. Yeah, but uh, anyways, we'll... Speaking about horse racing and top punting, and we'll get into accountability. Now, Lucas, mate, very surreal. Yeah. Uh, one, you are now three out of four this yes, year. That's, so that's right. just go away, mate. <laughs> Look, guys, um, once again, I, uh, I decided to, uh, to take my form to Victoria this week. Uh, I noticed that Gay and Adrian, or Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bot, had a horse at Mooney Valley. Now, um, I'm sure, as you guys all know, Death Valley, Mooney Valley, whatever you want to call it, if you're not on the rails at Mooney Valley, you're going to have a bad time. Gay Waterhouse horses go to the front, to the rail. I'm going to have a good time. And just like that, rounds the bend and just goes bang. Wins by about two and a half. Um, look, extremely confident. Uh, great ride from the jockey as well. And uh, look, we're going four from five this week, boys. I'm pretty confident as well. Look, uh, all we gotta do, James, is one one bet, like seven dollars, we'll catch him. So yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty easy, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other thing that happened for the punters, uh, we were one off our multi again. Seems to be a recurring factor when uh, Dan <laughs> Dan has a bet, just can't get a place. Like literally, all you gotta do is get a place. Although I might have some reprieve for Dan. I'm pretty sure mine was no third dividends. So I don't know how that counts it's for the multi. Water, the multi still water fade. Yeah. NTD. I'm pretty sure. But uh, yeah, no, Dan was on Aussie Nugget. Don't think he got top five. I think it was fucking down the back. <laughs> it was gone. Mine got second place, which I was pretty happy about for a $7 horse. If I had a mm. one, again, would have jumped Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think you're a little bit over sevens. But either or, uh, we move out of accountability. We head into the NRL fantasy season is among us, boys. And uh, we have two competitions running. We have a super coach and we have an NRL fantasy, both open leagues, and it's going to be top overall points wins, and there might be a prize. So mm. uh, join. Uh, we'll have the links, uh, the codes down below. So check them out. Join our comps, and uh, you get to lose to yours truly, Brandon. Um, See if you can beat the big boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a decent super coach player last year. That's <laughs> that's true, Mister Top Five Hundred. So yeah. uh, if you want to verse some elite elite coaches. Check the uh, the links. I'm not one of the elite ones. I'm just I'm just here for the vibes. <laughs> I think the last two seasons you said you lost your password. <laughs> <laughs> last year, mate. Last. Oh, just the one. Okay, yeah. Uh, but, uh, anyways, now the cricket, James. Uh, bit of cricket chat to go uh, go about. So uh, I'll throw it over to the bucket yourself man. in, lads. <laughs> 
Because uh, you're Luckily right, <laughs> there's been just a little bit of cricket that's happened in the last two weeks that we haven't been here. We'll start off with the thing that everyone's dying to hear about, the Big Bash. Oh, was Because that was a tournament that was going on before we last talked. It was before the semifinals. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's about that. But um, one big thing happened uh, in the lead up was the um, Brown 146. Lad makes his own bats and uses it to absolutely tonk it. That was a an absolute show. Twelve sixes. Yeah, wasn't twelve it? sixes. Yeah, beat down. Um, sixes home final against the Heat. Heat get the job done. Spencer Johnson really standing out as a really a future Australian bowler, at least in the white ball. Could be a test. Who knows? He's got the hair for it. He's got the good looks. Sixes absolutely shat the bird that game. <laughs> yeah, bat first, don't tough score much. A yep. Tough watch. <laughs> but um, all right. So now to the main thing. You might see this uh, breezy shirt that I've got on. It's because I now support the great nation <laughs> of the West Indies. <laughs> yeah, seriously, how many times do you hear that on commentary? The great nation <laughs> the or the country nation. of the West Indies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're all Shamar Joseph fans today. Oh. Well, look, I was a big fan of him before the, the test series started, if you remember. Oh, yeah. I do. How, <laughs> could I, how could I forget? guess you might have to do quick little predictions. Yeah. Um, Brandon, you were right. Shamar Joseph. Gosh. You know your bowlers. That's Paddy Cummins into a Shamar Joseph. I, I should have multi that. That would have yeah. paid huge. Yeah. <laughs> um, batsman, uh, don't even know who would have top scored that. Smith. <laughs> no, nah, because Smith Jeez. got, um, he only got 91. Yeah. Surely it was Trav. Yeah, <laughs> King Bear. Yeah. Uh, we'll uh, get back to you. We'll throw yeah, that yeah. down below. Yeah, I should, the, yeah, uh, should, should, have had, should have had that ready. That's my bad. But, um, yeah, so the series gets drawn one all, so none of us were right there on the predictions. But let's get into that second I think test. Lucas had a prediction of free Neil, and it was only a two game. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe said People, similar. they forgot about this, mate. They forgot. <laughs> but um, Shamar Joseph, what a performance. Day four of the test, broken toe. The night before, I went, wow, he is no chance of bowling tomorrow. It looked like like part of the reason I feel like that we were batting so well at the start of that day was simply because he wasn't bowling. Then he comes on, I think he bowls, I think it's 10 in a row to lunch break, like 10 overs in a row to lunch break, and then bowls the two after it as well, a 12 over spell, seven wickets for I think 68 runs off the top of my head. Absolutely ridiculous numbers, yeah. and we all love our numbers. Um, lads, how to make you feel, it's made me into a turncoat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can see. Yeah, um, what got me was the uh, the commentary box when it happened that like the last week at the win they needed what like the twelve thirteen runs. You see Brian Lara like crying up in the box. Yeah, <laughs> and the commentator I forget his name. Ian Smith. Ian what a Smith, call! Yeah, great call. That'll go down in history a hundred percent. He's got he has he's had a couple of them. He he commentated Maxwell and yeah. Yeah. And then, Oh, ego, bro. Yeah, topped off by yeah, Shamar Joseph just running around the f field oh, with a broken toe. Just yeah, like, that was a, going yeah. for it, man. I think that's probably the most impressive part is how buckled his toe was. Yeah, you know, to to the point of almost pulling out, and then and as you said, dropping seven wickets on the Aussies. Um, and obviously for the for the 
the nation of the West Indies. Yeah, the uh, the, the, the the great nation, the great <laughs> nation of the West Indies. Where's that all the maps? <laughs> <laughs> to to have have them have a star like that be born in in the space of what a fortnight. Yeah. Or if, I mean, you know, the, the first. He, what did he take in the first test? He got a five bar. His first ever ball uh, got Steve Smith out. Yeah. Well, there you go. And then he's he's gone for a seven for in the next in the next innings. He's, he's in the next test. Sorry. Um, look, they really needed that. They've, they've not had a lot since. Obviously, you know your Richards, your Lara. Yeah. Uh, well, they had Gale and whatnot, but um. And then obviously one of the biggest problems is players not playing for the test team. Exactly. And stuff like they all worry they'll bugger off to yeah, the shorter. J- Jason Holder was their captain last time around, and he's playing. a Think in the South African T Twenty League, yeah, and now he's a jockey in Adelaide as well, Jason Holder. So yeah. me, <laughs> wasn't uh, Shamar Joseph a security guard before? Yeah. Like literally, so I, I actually did bring that up on our last podcast. Mm, yeah. I said that mm. yeah, tw- like twelve months ago or so. He was, was like at the game, wasn't he? No, oh, no, I don't think he was at the game, but he was a security guard the last time they were here playing. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Bloody but uh, just crazy. He was bowling fucking fruit in, in his village. Yeah. <laughs> and what, he was like regularly up around 145. Yeah. yeah he got quicker the longer that spell went on with a broken toe. He hit 150 uh, at least once, I think a couple of times. Yep. That is. Have you guys had a broken toe? Uh, yes, probably. I didn't get a chance. <laughs> I'm didn't on the same yeah. conclusion yeah. as him. I feel like I have, just haven't got it. Like, I, I have, and I checked. could not imagine playing a, a day of sport. Yeah, <laughs> on, on a buckled toe like he has. Yeah, not the day after. I think I had no. like a week off, and then I continued playing. But yeah, well, they had pain. Yeah, but you didn't take a seven for, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't take a seven. I, 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 made, I was lucky to make seven tackles in a game. <laughs> but um, another thing I wanted to talk about some of the celebrations you mentioned it earlier. But did you guys see uh, the off spinner <laughs> do a fucking backflip after taking a wicket? Yeah. No, why do you see that? No, yeah, I, I can't Is remember. He the captain as well, no. No, no, no. But yeah, their finger I, spinner. Yeah, I seen that. That was epic. <laughs> Imagine Nathan Lyon doing a fucking backflip for as a celebration. But yeah, that's how athletic some of these guys are. But oh, it's a great watch. Matt might get it somewhere yeah, I need for to you find to see. Yeah. Yeah. The, the captain uh, did a fucking flex yeah, in the so, interview. That's what I was trying to remember. <laughs> um, oh, I can't remember. I once said they weren't strong enough. No, yeah, so. <laughs> I forget his first name, but it's Hog, but it's not the Hog you're thinking of. Uh, not Brad? No, nah, not Brad. <laughs> it's a guy that used to play in the, like, 70s. He was a pace bowler or okay, something. Okay. But anyway, he came out and called him, like, pathetic and weak or something like that. And then, yeah, he, the captain in the post-match interview calls him out and he says, Are these muscles big enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, oh, just great. Great for the world cricket. Um. We now will start to face. We face these guys for a couple of ODIs and maybe a T20. I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, that'll be good. They're obviously a bit bit better at that. But tell you what, if if I hope Shamar can can bowl because um, geez, he he'll make it interesting if he can. But um, so Sunday, right? Sunday was a pretty funny day because you have a 24 year old in his debut series takes seven for to lead his team to one of the greatest upsets. And then you have it happen again. So same day, same well that night, England is playing India on day four of their test. Bit of a ragdoll of a pitch, balls turning everywhere, and Tom Hartley 
takes seven for what's that? Seven for sixty-two. Jesus. <laughs> he winds up. He won up because uh, yeah. didn't he get like sixty-eight? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leads England to a historic victory. Obviously, it couldn't have been done without Ollie Pope. He scored one ninety-six in this uh, second innings. So a quick rundown of this game because most of us in Australia wouldn't have watched yeah, this, right? Didn't yeah. care. <laughs> England get bowled out in the first innings for I think around 200 or so. Mm. Basball well and truly dead. India comes out, bats forever, scores 400 and something runs. Yep. England have a deficit of 190 just, mm. to, just to make the game tied. Ollie Pope comes out and scores 196 of those runs by himself. They end up um, scoring about 400 or so. Oh, wow. One of the greatest ever second innings in India. Um, yeah, gives India a total of 230 to chase. And then Tom Hartley, bowling masterclass, he got tonked in the first innings. I'm talking his first ball went for six and then his fourth ball went for six. Oh, God, right. He comes back in the second innings and takes seven far, leading England to... Possibly one of the greatest comebacks in cricket. Easily, I I think, easily the best ever win by a um, touring team in India. Mm. Just, it was ridiculous. Had me on the edge of my bed at uh, 11.30 at night. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's pretty much that. Um, more cricket. Um, the Aussie girls, we care about them because they lost. They lost to South Africa, so... They need to fix that. <laughs> we uh, we only accept the absolute best. Um, True. Other than that, that's cricket. Yeah, um, right. Got through that in what 30, 40 minutes or so. That's, <laughs> that's the podcast done, guys. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> well, other sports to talk about, James. Uh, lovely cricket chat, but we have tennis chat. That's we right. Got the tennis, the uh, Australian Open. Has happened. The winner has been announced. I know who the winner is myself, but I'm going to throw it over to Lucas because the uh, the sinner winner. <laughs> Did you see the female game the night before? I heard good things about it. I didn't watch it though. <laughs> Did you, do you know who won the female one? James? Sabalenka. Sabalenka. It's a tough name to pronounce. Arena Sabalenka. She... I'm not crazy. She didn't drop a set all tournament. She's she's an absolute weapon of a player who's just so much. She she seems so much just more physically imposing and stronger than anyone else. She, you know, it sort, of, it sort of reminded me of when Serena would play and would just yeah. like belt her right. opposition into submission. That's seriously how yeah. how it seemed. That's back to back Oz Opens for her, isn't it? Sure is. Sure is. On she's a she's screen. a gun. Yeah, fuck. That's yeah. Uh, crazy to not lose ones. That I mean, like that's obviously there, what, there any preset matches, but what I'll do to you and Moe <laughs> if we versus, but, <laughs> but that is wild. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, she's she's gone back to back in the Australian Open. Um, now she will obviously head to Roland Garros in a few months uh, in the French Open there and and try to win her first Roland Garros title. And then obviously in the in the guys in the men's side, uh, Yannick Sinner on Australia Day uh, defeated Novak Djokovic in the semi final. Um, I watched that game and I'd, I'd not seen one Djokovic play so bad ever. And two, I've never seen Yannick Sinner play so well. He's only 22 year old Italian. So obviously the few years I've watched, he's been getting better and better as you do with, you know, age and just general progression. But um, yeah, look, he, he was fantastic in the semi semifinal. Uh, Medvedev, who he versed in the final, 
Uh, Medvedev had, had a torrid time in the semi-final, going down two sets to love against Alexander Zverev, but fighting back to uh, to take the last three sets and win. And then once again, um, in the final on Sunday night, guys, uh, Yannick Sinner was actually down two sets, like pretty dominant. He was yep. he was getting he was getting pumped six three six one, um, and then you know probably three quarters away through that third set, they're going game for game, game for game. Something just clicked in Sinner, and he absolutely went into overdrive and um, you know spanked Medvedev in the last three sets. So. I think Medvedev might have broken the record for the most amount of time spent on the Australian Open court. I think he was up around 25, 26 hours. Jeez. Yeah. So over what? the uh, So you got the first game, second game, third game, round of uh, quarterfinal semi. So about the seven or eight games they play, he spent 26 hours out on court. So Jesus. You can... You can make the excuse for him of a bit of fatigue, but... Um... Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it had to come, especially because Sinner had not dropped a set either until the semi-final against Novak, where he dropped yeah. that third set. But um, you got to say, though, this is the second time Medvedev has done this and been two up in a <laughs> final. In a, yeah. Was it at the Australian Open? Well, the audience well? yeah. was against Rafa. Yeah, that's Mixed right. Yeah, there is choking. <laughs> look, there could be there could be a bit of choking going on here. Yes, but um, yeah. look, Medvedev's won a couple of Grand Slams now already. This is Yannick Sinner's first, 22 years old. Could Novak be coming, you know, finally towards the end of his career? Who knows? The uh, changing of the guard. Mate, you'd be a brave man to say it because six years ago, people were saying Novak was done. Yeah, (laughs) and like uh, he had one bad game, but he still was like top four of the tournament. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So yeah, that's that's pretty much the uh, Australian Open for this year, gentlemen. Beautiful. Nice. That's the uh, tennis chat for the year. And, uh, <laughs> oh, maybe maybe get to talk at Wimbledon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, a couple, I'm sure we'll come back to it. But, uh, you know, another big sport, probably the biggest event in the world, usually the Super Bowl is uh, happening next week, uh, next Sunday for America, Monday for us. Um, now, the two teams that made the Super Bowl grand final, it is the Kansas City Chiefs versus San Francisco 49ers, mm. and they had to knock off. The Baltimore Ravens and Detroit Lions, another <coughs> choke job by the Detroit Lions. 24, 24. <laughs> and uh, Eminem. <laughs> Do you see like photos of Eminem yeah, cheering? Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for the game, I know we don't usually talk too much about the uh, NFL, but we'll ask our predictions and see who we think is going to win, I guess. Uh, Lucas, what are you thinking, mate? Oh, mate, I really don't. Something about Patrick Mahomes rubs me the wrong way. Um, <laughs> I'm not a massive NFL fan, but I know the I know uh, Christian McCaffrey on the 49ers used to play for my beloved Carolina Panthers. Oh, the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> yep. So uh, I'll be a 49er, guys. Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo, let's go. Nice, James, mate. By mean? the sounds of it, I know even less about the NFL than Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for my best the, the 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 one person I do know. T Swizzy. Let's go, you cheeks. I thought you would have been a 49er for life with Jared Hayner. (laughs) We can't say his name on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, I'm also on the Kansas City Chiefs because I think, yeah, T Swizzy, she gets out there on that field and she's going to rip and tear. (laughs) You guys must prefer Travis Kelsey to Taylor Swift boys. Come on, don't lie. Uh, The brothers, the fucking, the one. Do you see his celebrations? These guys fucking wild. He's a thick man. But uh, yeah, predictions. I think Chiefs will win. I think I'm gonna go 27 to 25. Real close one. 
Gentlemen, uh, scores? 24-17 to the 49ers. Nice. 23-16. to 16. I don't even know the scoring and stuff. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, gamble responsibly on that because uh, one of those are going to come up. Yeah? That's true. <laughs> but uh, now we go into the listener questions. And we have a lot because we missed out on, on a week. Here we and, go. Uh, um, Lucas, I'll let you take it away. All right. Um, Jesus, this, this is a classic one from Kyle right off the bat. Good old Kyle. So, boys, who do you think will be the UFC champions in each weight class by 2025? Now, there are a lot of weight oh, classes, geez. right? Okay. Now, I don't know if we can go through them all because... I don't think uh, I don't think you blokes care too much about the flyweight division. No, no, no one cares. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, uh, how about we? Do we want to hit the, the four big dogs? <laughs> well, you want to go welterweight up? Or yeah. we, I, I reckon we go. Oh God, we it's so hard to miss them out though. Because oh, like, just, oh, let's let's, let's, let's go, go through okay, this. Okay, I'll, I'll ask you this. Rapid fire. Will Sean O'Malley still be the bantamweight champion at the end of this year or at the start of 2025? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Okay. I think, in my in my humble, um, Corey Sandhagen will be the champion. That's my opinion. I'll agree. You'll agree. Featherweight. Will Alexander Volkanovsky hold the belt this time next year? Yes. 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 <laughs> now lightweight. This is this is where it gets interesting. Islam Makachev. Will he hold the belt? Will he move up to 170? Can Charles Oliveira, Justin Gaethje, Armin Sarukian, can can any of them topple Islam Makachev? I think if he isn't, it's probably because he's moved up. Yep. But I'll say that he still has it. Okay. I definitely think Volker is shown. Yes, he, Volker is a, a phenomenal athlete and one of the best. But I think he's shown people can stuff his takedowns and... You just got to go toe to toe. Someone with big power might be able to knock him out. Yep, fair know. enough. Um, I, I might think Justin Gaethje's the That's title holder, dude. A, a yeah. Gaethje or a Poirier, maybe. I saw him with a clean-shaved face, and I can't think of him as scary <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Here's a good one. Oh, I'm excited to hear this. The welterweight division. Ugh. Leon Rocky Edwards. Does he hold the belt until this time next year? And if not, who does? You want me to go first? You can go first, yeah. He does not hold the belt because Shavkat Rachmanov is there. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're right. Waiting for that. Lock that in for my answer as well. Yeah, as long as that fight happens, it's his title. Just wrestle him and finish him like he does to everyone. (laughs) That's right. Shavkat Nomad Rachmanov. Yep. Now, the middleweight division. Now, this this belt changes every bloody fight, so (laughs) it'll be interesting. Currently, it's Drakus Duplessis. Uh, rounding out the top three, you've got Sean Strickland, Israel Adesanya, Robert Whittaker. Um, you've also got Hamzat Chimaev in there somewhere as well. So, guys, at the middleweight division, does can Drakus hold it or will he lose it? I could see Hamzat get in there because it's such a lottery dip. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? I I was going to say this to start. The, if we were going for every weight division, I was going to just throw out Hamzat Chamayev for every weight division <laughs> because you throw him against anyone in the octagon and he wins. But yeah, in that weight division, there's not too many uh, high-class wrestlers, which I think Hamzat could definitely take advantage of. And other than that, I, there's some good strikers, though. So I don't see Drykus holding it for more than one defense. <laughs> I, agree. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Adesanya comes in and just outstrikes him, probably. <laughs> I can yeah. see that, too, for That's sure. That's the thing. I could see that happening, and then Hamzat 
possibly gets an opportunity at Adesanya after that, and then, yeah. and then grabbles, yeah. grabs Matt. Yeah. yeah, well, that's sneeze, true. Sneeze. If, that, if that's the case, if let's say, as you said, Adesanya yeah. wins it in, let's say they fight. The, What's the what June? Yeah, and let's say um Strickland fights Hamzat. Yep, Hamzat Smish. Yeah, Hamzat and then end of, end of the year card. <laughs> yeah, Israel versus Smish. Watch his space. We've just predicted <laughs> Dana's thoughts now. In in what is easily the worst weight division in the UFC, <laughs> like it's like flyweights better. The light heavyweights. Um. Herrera. I don't think any of them touch Alex Pereira as long as no. he... Um, you know, if these guys plan to stand with him, um, do so at your own peril. It's all... If is any, like, fan Margot Medov, Ankoliyev... Is Ankoliyev in there? A wrestler might, take him, there, might yeah. be able to take him down and try and get him, but other than that, his power should be able to fucking knock everyone out. Yeah, I think it stays. It's... I've got a smoky. Yeah? yeah. Maybe, maybe not champion, but top... Top three fighter at the end of this year, Khalil Roundtree Jr. Khalil Roundtree Jr. Guys will will make some statements this year. In my humble, humble opinion. Now heavyweight, um, no this is an absolute <laughs> ridiculous weight class. Um, somehow John Jones is listed as the champ. Uh, look, Tom Aspinall, Cyril Garn, uh, Sergey Pavlovich, Stepe Miocic. Guys, look, really, if John ever returns and defends yeah. it, it, it's so hard to He's say. He's going to have I'm, one I'm, more fight, I reckon. Yeah. Him, and I'm going to say so, Tom. I'm going to say Tom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it should be because hopefully the fight that is was meant to happen ages ago happens. Then they both retire, ride off into the sunset, hook up in the car, and then <laughs> we start from scratch. Exactly. Exactly. I reckon Bam Bam, two of us. Then, then what, <laughs> uh, what do you... Like, because I doubt they'll just give him the title even with the interim. He'll ha- probably have to beat someone. Who do you reckon he fights? Uh, Alex Pereira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex goes up again. <laughs> and Alex Are you talking about John? <laughs> no. Um, um, Aspinall. 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 He's got the interim, but like, um, yeah, he probably would have to. Fuck, dude. They'll probably throw s- maybe <laughs> Cyril Garn. That's what Cyril I was Garn, thinking. Yeah. yeah. Cyril Garn. So there you go. That's our, uh, that's our predictions for and... possible champions and whatnot. And now we go for the women's champions. Psych. <laughs> 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 <Jay Wee. laughs> All right. Thank you for that one, Kyle. Now, I've got a weird one here. So this is, uh, this is from Matty C. What is your favorite or funniest childhood memory? Brandon. Right. So uh, I had a little think about this before. And it would have to be James. Uh, he's... Known for his axe throwing skills. He's known for a lot of throwing skills. Beer Pong, the other event we were at. Back when I was about two, I've been told, and James maybe about, what, four-ish, three and a half. Uh, James threw a rock across the garden, hit me in the back of the head, <laughs> I and I got deadly. stitches <laughs> from his axe throwing skills. I believe <laughs> it all started back then when we were children, and he threw a rock across the yard. That would make so much sense. <laughs> so Supposedly that... <laughs> it was good distance. <laughs> like, obviously, only hearing of it. Yeah, but, uh... look, like, so I don't know because I probably have brain damage now from him, but <laughs> <laughs> probably got brain damage from the, the way you are. I got yeah. after it. <laughs> I have been told that I got stitches from James throwing a rock across the there garden. Go. That's my uh, funny story. <laughs> How about you, James? Um, oh, what age? So I think I was around 10 or 11, scored my first try. Dad was so excited, he's thrown the water bottle up in the air and then he's got cautioned by the um, ground officiator. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, eh? <laughs> Did he got in trouble or just, just a caution? Oh, he got cautioned and he's like, oh, it's his first try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. a long time coming. Yeah. <laughs> He's been playing for three fucking years. <laughs> you know he usually runs many, backwards. You don't know how many Sundays I've fucking waited for this. Yeah. Could be at the pub, but sir, it's 9am. <laughs> <laughs> all right, look, I, I think I've got a, I've got an all right one. So um, my first ever broken bone, right? So I'd have, I'd have been probably, five, probably four or five. My brother was a few years older than me. We were jumping on my parents' bed and... um. We were throwing like clothes at each other that, w- that was just on, on the floor and whatnot, or I don't know what the fuck they were doing, but anyway. And um, he picks up a pair of undies and he slingshots them at me. <laughs> and I've, to duck out of the way, I've jumped off the bed and I've broken my arm. <laughs> so ah, so my, <laughs> my first ever broken bone was from trying to dodge undies that were flicked at me. <laughs> Did they hit? No, I can't remember. I hope not. <laughs> Screaming in pain for the rest of the like on your head. <laughs> I remember sitting on the uh, uh, sitting on the um, the kitchen top and just smashing, you know, the liquid Panadol. Yeah. When I was younger, so, yeah. so it was sure to do with the nice older brother figure of don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. Don't tell mum, don't tell mum. Yeah. You hit me, you hit me hard. Oh, look at me, look at me. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's probably my funniest uh, childhood memory, yeah. I didn't mind that. Good yeah. laughs, good laughs. Maddie C with another banger. Yeah. <laughs> look, we'll head straight over. This is, a, this is a good one. I like this. Your top five sports. James, I'm going to get you to go first, mate. I want your top five sports, right. what you love. Ranked one to five. All right. Starting at number one, we'll go rugby league. Uh, rugby. Great, greatest sport of all. Um, followed up by cricket. Then here's where it gets harder. Because <laughs> there's a bunch of sports that I like, but don't even necessarily watch that much of. So I reckon next we'll go horse racing. Ooh. That is a sport. Jockeys are athletes. Horses are very good athletes <laughs> they can carry the jockey around um i'll follow that up with probably basketball right oh yeah it's always just a fun watch like i don't keep up with it th- that much but whenever i do it's easy to keep track of what's happening the rules are simple it's a fun game to watch then i'll go um football soccer to round it out fair enough mate well done how about you brandon yeah, yeah i think I will be starting off rugby league as well, my number one sport. Uh, I watch almost every game other than, you know, Friday nights, fall asleep like Lucas. Love rugby league. And then the next one that gets me the most hyped is always MMA. Just fucking love Every Good. Sunday, Good. I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I should really yeah. read ahead so I can actually pick stuff I have out. I to go off the dome, and it's easy after he says <laughs> But uh, MMA is probably my, uh, yeah, my second. And then third, I'll also go horse racing. Um, mate, I'm on the punt every weekend, so like hard <laughs> to go against uh, horse racing. Love the sport. Love seeing the big horses get up and win. And then fourth, I would probably go cricket because, uh, look, as much... I do like cricket. Not my top three, though. Don't watch it as much as someone like James. And then this is where it gets tough. I've, I was trying to think like my fourth. I've, I was thinking boxing. I do like boxing a lot. And then, you know, as James said, you got other like, other good sports as well. But 
Oh, I don't know. Maybe uh, throw a chess out there. <laughs> love watching and love playing. <laughs> I'm, I'm up there in the, the top athletes there. So, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. I was Brandon. Instead of saying five sports, he said about 500 fucking words. <laughs> now, look, um, good picks, Brandon. He actually saved me on one of them. Mm. So, thank you for putting that into my head. Um, my top five. One is horse racing. Um I just, I absolutely love everything about it. Two would be soccer, football. Three would be NRL, four MMA, five basketball. Nice. nice. That's, Good stuff. That's, that's also, everyone clipped that up. I said football and then said soccer for other people to, <laughs> here you go, soccer, then football. Oh. <laughs> just, so you, just so you heathens, you know, understood what I was getting at. Nice. But, um, yeah, they're, they're my top five picks. That's a good question. Yeah. That's a bloody good question. Great one. Uh, here's a good one. Now, th- this, this is a cracker. This is, from, uh, this is from our friend Jade. Now... She's asking us, guys, what our tips are for the Grand National Race. Do you want me to, you want me to explain to you what the Grand yeah, National Race is? Yeah, explain to our fans and us. Cause, uh... All right, guys. So, look, the Grand National is a national hunt horse race held annually at Aintree Racecourse, which is in Merseyside in England. England. Um, it was first run in 1839. It's a handicap steeplechase race. Uh, over an official distance of about four and a, uh, four miles and two furlongs. Crazy, so, you know all of this off the top of your head. Oh, right, mate, proper. <laughs> yeah. so, so four miles. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous, absurd. So Is that longer than the yard? Uh, that's about seven thousand meters. Yeah, Jesus. it's about a seven thousand meter race, which is. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Imagine so horses... trying to make a human run fucking 7,000 meters. Like, yeah. like, oh. think, think of two laps, two laps of the, like a Melbourne Cup. Yeah. Two laps instead of the one, so, two laps. And then and then ooh, the Flemington man. straight one more time. Yeah. But jumping 30 times as well <laughs> with 70-odd kilos lumps so on that. So picking a winner is uh, hard. Impossible. Picking a horse just to stay up is also very hard. <laughs> I'd argue harder. Yeah. <laughs> now, um... Look, she's asking what our tips are for the great race, guys. Uh, Brandon, I know you've uh, you've studied your form, and I would absolutely love for you to let me know what you've got. I'm a big fan of the Grand National Race, as you know, Lucas. And uh, yes, look, yes. I've gotten a bit of value for the the punters. I've gone Mister Incredible. Now, look, I'm a big fan of his work in the movie Mister Incredibles. Yes. And uh, oh, the Incredibles, and also just you know, I think it's just got to win. Like you got to pick something at value in these kind of races because because the short favourites they're probably also going to fall over. So just go for some in the middle and uh, happy days. There you go. How about you, James? What do you got for us, sir? Yeah, I've um, had a bit of a deep dive. Just uh, clicked on the horse that I was picking, and it's got no stats on it currently <laughs> with the betting agent that I use. Uh, um, but um, I'm going for Monbeg Genius, uh, one of the short favourites Brett is talking about. Very short at fifteen dollars. Uh, <laughs> Tim Genius. Yeah, Tim Genius. No, Monbeg Genius. That's my pick. Beautiful. And uh, now my my pick, guys. I'm going to go with uh, Noble Yeats, who is the son of champion England stayer Yeats. Wow. Uh, Twenty five to one currently. Um, guys, this is in the second week of April, so make sure you all get on this and you're up in the early hours of the morning watching this terrific race. <laughs> I'll be putting my bet on now. 
Absolutely. And clip this for when one of us win. <laughs> Thank you, Jade. Here's one for you guys. Got another question here. And now this one, this one hits home for me. Pepsi or Coca-Cola, James? So out of those choices, it's Coca-Cola. Fuck you. If it's the Coke Zero or Pepsi Max, I'm actually a Pepsi Max man. Oh, you're a Pepsi Max man. Yeah. Maxman. <laughs> what about you, Brandon? Are you Pepsi or Coca-Cola? I... Honestly, I'm a, probably the same as James. Like, I do love a Coca-Cola. Um, usually my go-to at Macca's is always a, a nice Coke with ice in it. It's just, it hits the spot. And then, like, if you have a glass bottle Coke as well, it's smick. Oh, yeah, they're pretty good. But then, uh, yeah, Pepsi Max is definitely, uh, it's goaded. I'm, I'm proper Pepsi till I die. Oh. I, I will take I'll take Pepsi over Coke any day of the week. Wow. I heard you almost yeah. supported the Manly Seagulls because of their old Pepsi strip. I did, I did. That's <laughs> why Sam Punk's my favourite WWE wrestler as well because he's got the Pepsi logo tattooed on him. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm proper Pepsi all over, boys. Can't believe it. Yeah, uh, you actually now kicked off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just okay. I got another one for you. La yeah. La Ice Cola or Ooh. Coke. Coke. Cherry cola or vanilla cola? Vanilla. Fuck that shit. Vanilla. <laughs> I, I think I've only had cherry once. Lime Pepsi? <laughs> Is such thing as lime Pepsi? Or, I don't fucking know. I'm just making <laughs> I swear to God, I've seen a Pepsi can with like green on it once. Uh, so maybe, yeah, that's, so that's maybe it's mint. <laughs> or mint Pepsi. Okay. When you brush your teeth and have Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys like Pepsi Max? Oh, not Pepsi Max. Um, vanilla Coke. Yeah, I do. I'm a sucker for vanilla Coke. I hate, I'll say yeah. that. Hate them. Hate any alternative to just regular Coke. Although I've now become a, a zero man because of the calories, guys. It's like one calorie in a can. So fuck. Now, once I go back to normal Coke, it just tastes so sugary, and I'm like, fuck. I could go for hours, mate. I've just fucking got all the energy in the world, <laughs> and they crash. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Here he is in his room dancing at 2 a.m. in his underwear. <laughs> just he, from, he had a can of Coke seven hours ago. <laughs> just from Coke. Yeah. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Uh, that's what he was doing at the club. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jordy. That's uh, That was a good question. Uh, guys, we've got another one here. What is it? Oh, this is a weird one. I don't know what to think about this. What is the strangest... <laughs> What is the strangest thing you have ever seen when visiting a person's house? Now, you guys even gave me a heads up, and I've still got no idea what I'm going to answer here. Mate. Brandon, you got anything? Matt has some of the best questions. I just, like, what goes on in his brain, I would love to know. It's, it's the episode of The Simpsons where the two mo- the monkeys clanging the yeah. together. But, um... I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that I've come in and it's just been fucking wild in. Because most of the time... You give people notice that you're coming over, unlike the person who's asked this question. Yeah, you, you're not, yeah. yeah. not going to walk in and find a strap on, on yeah. the lounge or something. Um, Proper spewing about that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Lucas, you got anything, mate? I've got sweet FA, dude. Okay, oh, well. That's one of the most ridiculous questions I've ever heard. <laughs> My God, have mercy on yourself. Let's with some good stories. Uh, so I walked in and uh, yeah. I can Matty C and his missus were getting railed. Well, Matty C was getting railed by her. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's crazy, what was that? Yeah. What about you? Did you say well, crazy? I um, went went over to Philo's house once. Yeah, oh, I actually have a Philo story too, but you go. Yeah. Well, so I walked in and it was sort of it almost looked like he'd spilt some like creaming soda on the ground, but it was a bit flat. And I've walked in to see him wrapping this hooker in a rug, and I'm like. <laughs> 
what's going on here? And he just stared at me without saying a word and then continued while staring at me. It was the weirdest shit ever. <laughs> and, then, and then he said, my yard trimmings. <laughs> I thought that's a dead body. Chief. <laughs> I did too, Lou, until he said yard trimmings. <laughs> you got to think about this. I've got a... I got a. I mean, it's. I don't think it's that funny, but this is the. So back when I was like, prior to eighteen, when I was a, I was a churchy, right? And I'd go to church every Sunday and whatnot, and I'd go knock on doors afterwards and ruin everyone's Sunday <laughs> and Saturday. I'd, I'd say this is about two o'clock, right? So I've, I've gone out in the morning. I've gone to church. I went knocking on people's doors, pissing them off, and um, I go home, have a shower, and whatnot, have lunch, and then I said to my parents, I said, I'm just going to go across to Farlow's place. He lived pretty close to me. This is, mind you, two in the arvo, right? I get there. His old man's not there. So I said, knock on the door. I'm waiting. Two o'clock. He's not going out anywhere because he played video games all day. <laughs> so I'm knocking on the door. No answer. Knock on the door. No answer. I knew he was home. So I, I, I stood back on his veranda and just sat against the railings. Just minding my own business, looking around, doing nothing. Just to look to the right. And there he was laying in his bed. With the window, not the window, the curtain slightly pulled to the side, just staring at me with his old, long, blonde hair. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, what you couldn't see was me walking in the other side and seeing him actually wrapping the... <laughs> <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys remember that thing, Momo? Do you remember the scary face, yeah. Momo? That, that's, that's how far they looked at me, I swear to God. <laughs> So um, yeah, that's probably the strangest thing I've seen. Thank you, Matt, for another great question. We can, we can probably cut that entire fucking part there. Yeah, no, that's, that's top stuff. Now, um, well, this this is the Ruck Infringement Podcast. Thank you, boys. <laughs> now, look, they've asked which team will finish ninth and why will it be the Tigers? As a Tigers fan, I'd like to go first. Yeah, <laughs> defend your boys. Um, so I'm you. not defending shit, if we, mate. If we get ninth, I'd be chuffed. We're getting we're getting fifteenth at best. <laughs> yeah, I think that's roughly the same. Um, should I spoil? I might even spoil and give the teaser for my list. I'm pretty sure I've got the Warriors finishing ninth. Ooh. I don't know if uh, Sean Johnson can do it all again, and um, Harris is a bit older, but I still see them being a good team, progressing. Yeah, no, I look. I have. The Ruck Infringement Boys, I'd like to say Tigers would get there, but uh, recently they've just been shit. And, like, a new unproven coach isn't going to help them. Um, it's going to take a couple of years for him to even get good at coaching. So, no, I think it's, uh, as he said, probably 15th, 16th. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, for the, uh, thank you everyone, for the listener questions today. That was uh, very fun. I love those. It's probably my favorite part of the, the show, to be honest with you. I'll pass back over to Brandon. Thank you, sir. Now, we, uh, you know, last question we just had a bit of NRL, and then we're getting into the NRL talk, and it's also getting into the NRL season, boys. It's only like 33 days until the rugby league 32. starts. 32, sorry. Uh, <laughs> they won't know because, like, this will come out like five days later. <laughs> 27. Yeah, 27 or 20. <laughs> but the NRL season's among us. Was It's close to, and then uh, the NRL talk is hyping up. We're getting more stuff, more and more stuff. And uh, we have, firstly, PPJ off the Broncos. Well, he hasn't signed yet, but who would have thought that he would give up his boxing career in almost three months? <laughs> he's given up on that, and he looks like he's going back to the Broncos. Bulldogs have uh, pretty much said they're all right with it. Lads, how do you feel? 
Well, I saw him fight that bum and struggle. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not too surprised. <laughs> I was the bum. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I think we even didn't. I don't know if we called it to the Broncos, but we called this when it was announced that he was retiring. Um, he was just always looking to get out of contract. And now it's out because he's got a two fight contract, just happens to get out of preseason training. Possibly Lucky come back man. to a Broncos that look that will probably be in the top four. Sounds a bit like that Penrith contract he signed. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's a fucking joke. Yeah, for lack of a better word, it's a fucking joke, and that cunt shouldn't be playing. I can't I can't imagine why would the Broncos want him? Like he's got to be the worst cultured person. Oh, I just don't like taking orders, orders. from halfbacks. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's Ridiculous. how football works. <laughs> The blokes, yeah. yeah, he's lazy. He gives up so many penalties, so many errors. I think he struggles to make the reserve grade squad, but it's their own. If Broncos want to buy him, bring him back, and try and but, save but him. Freddie picked him for Origin last year. Yeah, he's an Origin player now. Where do you? Oh. <laughs> how, how'd that go for Freddie? All right, he yeah. lost his job. <laughs> but uh, no, so that's TPJ. Um, now another. That was a signing. This is a a sacking. By one club, the Tigers, uh, they don't like loyalty at their club. They like getting rid of anyone who's tried to stay there, being one club man. And Nofaluma is no exception. He has been terminated. Now, he has had some, right. <laughs> some struggles, obviously, uh, with turning up to training and that sort of stuff. But, Lucas, uh, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it straight away. <laughs> so, you tell me if Wade Graham, if Wade Graham a few years ago decided. Fuck, I'm just going to shop the training. We're going to ignore everyone's phone calls. You know, if, if, if that's going to happen, how would you feel? The thing is, it's not just Nofaluma. West Tigers have got rid of Benji Marshall, Robbie Farrar. <laughs> Bloody, who was the other one? There was another one that is like, oh, you look, he's getting to the end of his career. Fuck him off. <laughs> There's been like three or four. Oh, Luke Brooks. Like, fuck, he's been a one-club man for how long? And you got rid of him okay, as well. So first you, hold on. So first you, you guys want like us loyalty. to get rid of them. The, the last bloke you had was Chris Lawrence who actually... If you're not good enough, fuck Chris off. Chris Heinington as well, another bloke you just got rid of. Um, look, you don't like loyalty at the club. That's a, that's yeah, proven, Connor that's Tracy. a proven fact. Yeah, Connor Tracy, Trindle, that sort of shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Proven fact. But uh, as, as for that off a little bit, yeah, I, I agree with that. You can't be not... I think one time he turned up late, and then another time he was. He got he beaten said he by had, the, he got beaten by the forwards in yeah. the beep test. He said he had like a gut like problems or whatever. Then they, they would call him up, and the doctor wanted to talk to him and like check him out, assess him, refuse phone calls. Yeah, just didn't. They had to. Anything. They had to send a, a worker at the club, either a player or a worker. I heard player. I heard player as well mm. to go check on him. You know, yeah. that's, look, I, I think honestly, he's probably going through mental health. Problems like yeah. to not so be I think there's a lot of there. stuff going both ways here. Like the stuff that we've obviously know about Nofaluma, but then there's also rumors that Benji had already told him that you will not play another game at this club. <laughs> like yeah. that's my boy Benji. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to go work for that guy too much either. That is true. <laughs> but you could, like for yeah, our jobs, but, you yeah. can't just go. Oh, I've got gastro and then not answer another phone yeah. call or nothing for. Two days. Your professional. Yeah, I, if I got sacked, I wouldn't get paid three hundred and fifty thousand dollars either. Yeah. Just quietly. <laughs> uh, in speaking on Nofaluma, though, boys, who do you think will sign him? I'm my top two are Storm. He goes back there, but they have uh, really good wingers, and then you have 
Parramatta who looked at him a, a while yeah. ago, but I don't know if they'll go back to him. Look, Super if league. you can sign him on the minimum 200 or whatever, well, I think it's like 180 or whatever it is, yeah. but if you can get him for that, worst comes to worst, he plays reserve grade and you're paying him the exact same that you would probably pay for your reserve winger or whatever anyway. I think a lot of teams should possibly look at him, but I, I, I'm worried about what's gone on at the Tigers. I'm sure you're not the only person that's worried about that. <laughs> yeah. It's probably, yeah, this is this exact conversation has probably happened at, at you know, five or yeah. six different clubs already. But then like, I look at Parramatta and, like, obviously I think he's still contracted, but, I, like, we're paying, like, Lumi Lumi yeah. probably the same amount that we could have Nofaluma. Nofaluma. I yeah. think Nofaluma won't take that kind of money. Like, he'll probably... He, he was might, on 500k he might, at He Tigers. might do a one-year deal, though. Yeah. Because, like, if if you are a team like Parramatta, where, although last year wasn't that great, but you've had relative success, you can you go, look, I just want to see your dedication before we sign you on a $500,000 deal again. Also, he's 30, so he's not that old still. But, um... Yeah, it's an odd situation. So he will get picked yeah. up somewhere. Like someone's gonna go. Uh yeah. At his best, he almost played Origin and probably should have. <laughs> yeah. Look, Tigers don't like loyalty, ago. and that's what we found out. So. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Lucas is smiling over there with joy. <laughs> now we go to a signing news of the Warriors offering one of Sharks' uh, loyalists, Brayden Hamiuelli. Uh, two point two million. They've offered him for I think it was three years. Yeah, so like seven hundred yeah. a year or something. So like they've that. tried to basically. We've got Adam Fanua Blake off them. They try to take our forward off us. Um, look for me, he's a good player. I don't think he's the same caliber as Adam Fanua Blake. Although I would have told you he is the last three years. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. But uh, no, I do think we definitely would have the better side of the deal. He yeah. sounds like Ivan Cleary right now. Oh, as soon as the player wants to leave, oh, no, the shit actually. Yeah, yeah that's right. dog shit. Uh, I wouldn't even pick like, him. Just like him with Jerome Luai. Probably hated the bloke. Now loves him. <laughs> hey, I've never hated Jerome Luai. Genuinely, I've always liked him. But, uh, Jeds, you think uh, Sharks got the good end of the deal? or you yeah, definitely did. Like, everyone knows that um, you signed an absolute dog that's walked down on his last few contracts. But, um... Mate, he'll go to the Broncos eventually. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, another ex-Tigers coach slash... There's a few no of from, from there. <laughs> Madge is now the New South Wales coach, and uh, throughout the week he has said that if Suali is playing good footy... He's going to get picked uh, for Origin, that is. Now, gents, yeah. how do you feel about this? Because I don't like it. Lucas? Uh, look, I think you should be picking the best player at each position who's who's been playing, you know, at that level all season. Uh, I think that's what he's just saying. Yeah, he's exactly. just more wants 100%. to say that if anyone can get picked. Yeah. You know, you. I mean, Jesus, you could... Probably sign. Uh, you could probably get Brent Naden in there, mate. If he if he comes out playing as the best center for the first yeah. you know, eleven weeks, but <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> uh, look, un- unlikely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you could say the same for Suwalee. You know, yeah. it could be unlikely that he gets in he picked in Origin, but ultimately he could. Yeah. So I, I think it's a it's a fair comment from Madge. They offer the same opinion, James. Yeah, pretty much. I... Yeah, uh, well, I don't want him picked, yeah, but that's, that's just what he's trying to tell everyone. Like every spot's available. Is, I don't like it at all. Even if he is one of the better centers, usually there's like three or four that are 
playing the best footy oh, look, at the same he, time. He's got, he shouldn't be looked at. Right now he's about six or seven like for eight left. for nine for ten for on the list. Like, yeah. You got Turbo. You got Talakai. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tur- yeah. Turbo, Latrell, Bradman Best. Um, Have you? Campbell been, Graham. Brent Naden. Brent Naden. <laughs> <laughs> Have fans noticed my shark spice has come back? Uh, the shark jersey's on, mate. I the didn't even notice it. I thought you wore that every week. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I feel like I wear it every week. But, uh, yeah, no. So, I don't like it. You guys will like it. We'll see what happens. That's future talk anyway. Burton is a flat earther. Burton is a flat earther. <laughs> now, James uh, enlightened me about this, but uh, I've, I've heard stupidity out of people before, but uh, not like this. Yeah, look, it was on the uh, Let's Trot podcast. Yeah, oh, um, shout out. Shout the out cup Let's of Trot. water's flat. <laughs> <laughs> the water in the cup's flat. Yeah, it was on the Let's Trot podcast with uh, Josh Mansour. Oh, yep. So, um, and look, Saying he's a flat earther, he's a very confused country boy. That's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much out here. Because in his words, look, I know it's a sphere, but it's also like it's got to be flat. <laughs> he was struggling to figure out how how the world is. Because he, he knows it's a sphere, right? But he also but like, knows the water's flat. <laughs> we know that NRL players struggle with basic math and, um, you know, just about anything that has common sense with it. But uh, our, our school system needs to be uh, <laughs> upgraded. Uh, <laughs> yeah, out at wow. <laughs> <laughs> Someone send up like a photo of the fucking round earth, please. <laughs> send him but up that's the thing, the he knows it's round, but, but it could be flat. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, if I'm on a boat and I look at the water, the water's not curved. <laughs> you, 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 you search up the clip in your own free time. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's but up, uh, he's just sounds so confused, and he's almost like, wait, but wait, he's almost figuring it out as he's talking his way through it. <laughs> well, lads, on that, uh, do you think the world's round or flat? <laughs> that's flat. Oh, that's flat. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, the water, water's flat. Um, <laughs> now, we've got through the, uh, the juicy part. Now we're into our NRL bottom nine predictions. Usually bottom eight, but obviously it doesn't sound right with bottom nine. But bottom nine predictions, lads. Uh, we're going to go through this this week and then top eight next week. Obviously, Dan might send it through his. I don't know. But, uh, Lucas, have you got yours ready? Uh, mate, look, I do. I do. Now, uh, wooden spooners for me, guys, goes the Dragons. Ooh, I think there might be a couple of them. (laughs) (laughs) Dan might even have them. (laughs) So I've got the Dragons, obviously, down in 17th. Um, This one was hard. I've I've put the Bulldogs at 16th um, purely because I don't want the Tigers to be there. I want the Tigers to be 15th. But realistically, I'd, I'd throw those two up in the air. Um, I would then have the Dolphins in at 14th with the Raiders at 13th. Um, the Titans in there at 12th. 
See, this is where it gets really muddled up. Like, yeah, that, like, there's, 10, two, 10 there's so many teams. 10 to 6, sorry, is but so when you, when you look at, like, Para and Rabbitohs and Cowboys that didn't make the 8 last year, each mm. of them could have been in there, but then you go, well, who gets who drops out? <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm going to go out on a whim here and say, just purely if Tom Dubrovich gets injured, I'm going to say the Seagulls finish 11th. Yep. Um, And then I will have the... I'm going to say the Knights at 10th. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make them drop five spots from last year, fifth to tenth. That's, and then who's ooh. the unlucky ninth? Who's the unlucky ninth? Um, guys, it's gonna be Parramatta. Ooh, I could see that. Yeah, I'm very I'm sorry. Gonna, to be honest, I could see that. I think I've got us at around. Uh, I don't want to give it away, but not far off there. Well, <laughs> speaking of giving it away, James, let us know your bottom nine. All right. So. I bit of debate on the last place. I think it's really out of two teams, Dragons or Bulldogs. I've worked with Dragons as well. Um, next to the Bulldogs because they've got no front rowers. No love for the dogs from you, too. They've got no front rowers. I know a bloke who's just finished up a short boxing career that is yeah. looking for a job. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, followed up by the Tigers. Yeah, we're very similar. We're very similar throughout this, but I've got the Raiders a little bit earlier. I've got Raiders at fourteenth. They have no spine. Mm. Like it's Jamal Fogarty and and Jamal Fogarty and like Zach Wolford. <laughs> <laughs> but um, followed by the Dolphins. I think they've really bolstered up their strength. Um, unfortunately, there's just some teams that I still think are better. I've got Manly again, similar to like uh, yeah, mine's like just one spot um below where you had him again. Like, can Tommy stay fit? Will that be enough? Uh, will Luke Brooks ever play a game of finals? <laughs> I think so. Who knows? Who knows? Eleven. I've got the Titans. Um, decently strong team. Ten Cowboys, and then ninth. I have the Warriors dropping out. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice. there you I go. can see a couple of those. I can see a couple of those. Now, eager for yours, mate. Eager for mine. Um, look, the Sharks aren't anywhere near the bottom nine, let me tell you. <laughs> but now I've got in 17th, surprise, surprise, the Dragons. We've all picked them. Um, look, I think Ben Hunt's going to want to leave halfway through the season. Uh, Shane Flanagan may have tried to like make the, the team better, but the players he has signed... Oh, it's that much better. They got Raymond for Talamarina and Eisenhoof because the other two got injured. <laughs> but uh, see how they go. Don't think they're getting from seven. Which Eisenhoof did they get? Uh, I think it's Tom Eisenhoof, I'm pretty sure. Okay, okay. Yeah, from Storm. And then uh, Raiders, I have 16th. Uh, wow. Similar to what you guys have said, they've lost Jack Whiten. Their spine is no one. I've seen like talks that it might be Savage and KO Weeks as 5'8". So yeah, I just don't see that uh, going well, well. Like Chevy Stewart, like a debutant at fullback, possibly. Yeah. Like, and then I, I've also seen like obviously centers. Uh, Ethan Strange did all right, like in New South, like uh, under nineteens, whatever New South was. But like him as his starting center is also going to be yeah tough. Mate. Um, Sebastian <laughs> Chris is out for the first couple of games yeah. due to suspension. But uh, yeah. I've, I've even heard Ethan Strange is five eight because supposedly yeah. that's what he um used to God. be. But... I I see them going. I saw I said sixteen for them. So. Next, 15th, is the Dolphins I have. Um, I think, you know, Bennett on his way out. Uh, clubs in turmoil. I just don't see him getting higher. Um, hmm. Then I have your boys, the Tigers. I generally think you guys can go better. 
do I think he's uh, going to go that well? No, I think he might get six wins or something like that this year. Oh, I can take it, dude. <laughs> but uh, you just have a good enough team to go it's just better. The, the new halves pairing yeah, that I'm that a bit is concerned. What I'm worried about, but they they have a good depth in the halves. Yeah. They have that Lockie Galvin. They have that Lati Fainu, who are young. But like we've seen, the likes of Isaiah Katoa for Dolphins That's, can play good. Like I'm so, hoping both of them play you know, um, New South Wales Cup, get a full year in, and kill it. But and uh, next, actually, no, I'm not. Fuck the Tigers. <laughs> so you guys had Bulldogs both at like 16th. I've yes. put them at 13th for me. How are they going to get I up think the field? They bolstered their attack and. Worst case scenario, just to give it to Bronson Cherry. They, they and he'll, only brought uh, Rowan Sutton, oh, sorry, just Rowan. had ankle surgery. <laughs> <laughs> they got Liam Knight. <laughs> but uh, no, I think they they will go better. They have got that many utilities. I'm sure one of them will play front row for them. <laughs> Someone will have to. <laughs> then we got Warriors in 12th. I think they're fourth from Grace. As James has said, I he's similar to Turbo. I don't know if you'll say fit the whole season. Yeah. And then... I just they rid so a uh, real high after beating the Sharks last year, and they just continued going, going, going. I don't I, know. I if just they see can them a bit too much, that. like the um, Cowboys or yeah. Parramatta to an extent as well. Like it was a big year to get up that high, yeah. and then recreating yeah. that is tough. Um, Knights at eleventh, I think similar to them. They had just a great streak of form. Uh, can Ponga stay fit? Ponga stay fit. Ponga has to go well for them to go well because we've seen how bad they were before that. And 10th, I have the Titans. I think Desi will get them close, but just not close enough. Again, I think Foran might be their Achilles heel with his Achilles <laughs> injury. <laughs> but um, then this will shock a lot. Uh, I've got Rabbitohs at ninth. I don't think they're making the top eight. Uh, Believable. Spine, tough. I just, I know Ilias went all right, but I don't see him as their future. They probably have to end up going to one of the other guys they have. I think they have Mamazilis and another. Nah, his hooker. Hooker. They have a couple other they, Yeah, they've got there. the, um, he, he won everything in the New South Wales Cup. That's the one, yeah. But um, they've also got the option, right, if things are Jack going Wyden. wrong. Yeah, Jack White and, and yeah. um, Cody Walker, and they just play a guns blaze. <laughs> yeah. No, ki- no, no, no deep kicking. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've I've gone them just in ninth. So if you didn't hear your team, look forward to next week because they might be in my top eight. <laughs> be crazy if they weren't. Probably <laughs> <laughs> <Double> fucked. <laughs> now we go to horse racing, Lucas. Mate, take it away. I'm looking forward to this. As you should be, mate. Yeah. Because we're slowly getting back into the uh, into the good races. Now. Um, Look, guys, the racing season is hotting up. We've got some fantastic two-year-old races this weekend. Uh, so at Rose Hill, we have got the Canterbury Stakes for Colts and Geldings, and then we have the Wynn Stakes for Phillies. Uh, once again, that is at Rose Hill. Very exciting because there are some uh, amazingly bred horses running around. Uh, it's always good with the two-year-olds waiting to see the next star. Will something put their hand up and say, in five weeks' time, I will challenge... Uh, Storm Boy in the Golden Slipper, you know that's that's a big question. How much is paying on the futures? <laughs> he's, he's only about three fifty now, mate. But uh, get on now, <laughs> get on. And then at uh, Caulfield, we have the Chairman Stakes there with a uh, longtime uh, fan of the podcast and good friend PG Moody, PG. who has the favourite Anisa in that race. Uh, looking forward to her return there, the the filly. Um, Guys, the first group one of the season is coming up this week. Uh, sorry, next weekend. It's the CF4 Stakes. 
Uh, Mr. Brightside is the Ooh. current $2 favorite. Is uh, What's the thing that's won the last two? Is it Ruby? No. Or Pride of Jenny. No. What's the one Pride that's, of Jenny? Pride, Pride of what's Jenny's the one that's been form. beating these? Yeah, Pride of Jenny. Pride of Jenny. Pride of Jenny. Is it racing? <laughs> it's not racing in that Ooh, race okay. as far as I'm aware. Can't wait for its return, honestly. Yeah, yeah. it'll be very <laughs> exciting. Um, Amelia's Jewel form line just quietly because Amelia's Jewel smashed Pride of Jenny. And then, yeah. Anyway, anyway. anyway um, <laughs> dropped off the cliff. Guys, uh, Kieran Ma and Dave Eustace. You will not see Dave Eustace... Um, as a trainer anymore in Australia, he wow. has gone to Hong Kong. He's yeah. taken up a full-time gig in Hong Kong as of Saturday afternoon. So when you see C Ma now, think Hong Kong. Well, if you see, you will no longer see C Ma and Dave Eustace. Yeah. You will only see C Ma. Yeah. So um, Eustace is making the money over in yeah, Hong Kong. Dave Eustace <laughs> is absolutely pulling in bank over there in Hong Kong. Just like J Mac, just like Hugh Bowman, just like yeah. all the blokes have gone over there. All the big boys. <laughs> now, guys, this is probably one of the best stories so far. The Chipping Norton Stakes has been renamed to the Very Elegant Stakes for the champion mare. Um, she is also due to give birth in the next few weeks to a See the Stars Foal, and then hopefully she will be back uh, in Australia. She's over in Europe at the moment. Yeah. Obviously, can't be preggers and traveling. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, cannot, cannot wait. So, the Chipping Norton Stakes, which is run if you guys don't mind me having a look it should right. be in the next fortnight or so it's uh nice of them to show homage to one of the best horses uh, uh one of the best horses <laughs> that, that that i've seen and yeah. um yeah look the tab very elegant stakes the Going second on. of march it's on my birthday gentlemen oh, Whoa. Hey, looks yeah. like i might be going there right <laughs> oopsies <laughs> Now, um, guys, Alligator Blood, very sad news regarding him. He suffered a really bad injury, and he will miss at a minimum of 12 months. Um, from what Adrian Bot has said, he will get his chance to try and return, although they are making no promises. Um, obviously, he's already come back from a horrific injury, a kissing spine injury where... Um, you know, people, veterinarians, and, and even trainers were shocked he returned, let alone winning another four or five group ones. So absolutely fantastic uh, career for Alligator Blood if if it is to have ended. Um, just quickly, guys, my fa- at least my favorite uh, memory of Alligator Blood was, I think it was, it could have been the COVID year. Uh, he defeated Mr. Brightside, Zaki, uh, Mo Wunga, uh, I'm Thunderstruck in a race at Sandown in, uh, I think it was a group one, was it the Might and Power Stakes? might have been the Might and Power Stakes there, but... Um, Crazy, he, I think I was on I'm Thunderstruck. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? So was I. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but I always remember because he's just tough as guts. He got to the front, Zaki was right next to him. Those two went head and head. I was waiting for, for you know, Brightside and, and Thunderstruck to fly past. Zaki came back, they went past him, but they just could not get to Alligator Blood. He was just tough as guts. So, um, well, Alligator to come back from that injury and, as you said, win like four group ones or whatever. Mm. That's uh, amazing. And, uh, yeah, look, we salute. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully uh, to see it again. If not, you've had a great career. Yeah. Um, rest up. Yeah, yeah. Rest he, had up. A, he had a proper cult following as well, yeah, that, yeah. that horse. And he'll, yeah. he'll retire to Living Legends uh, in Melbourne, just ne- near the airport there. So, uh could get a trip going down there to see my boy AB. Snap. Yeah, that's it uh, for horse racing. Horse racing. For this one, guys. Now, gentlemen, we've gone through the horse racing, but we have our couch commentator's best bets. I will head to 
Lucas, do you have anything for us? I've this got week? nothing yet, guys. Oh. I'm doing the form. I'll have another okay. winner. Do not worry. So he promised a four out of five, but he hasn't got it fucking now. So <laughs> we'll, we'll go to Lucas for his top tip. G'day, guys. Lucas from the Couch Commentators Podcast here, coming at you with my top tip. We are looking to go four from five this year. Uh, looking to go back to back as well. For my tip, we are going to go to Caulfield. We're going race four, number two, Anisa from the Peter Moody and Catherine Coleman yard. Uh, she's currently around $2.80 in the two year old Phillies race there, the Chairman Stakes. Uh, hopefully, if she wins this, she will look towards the Blue Diamond uh, later on in the Autumn Carnival. So, once again, guys, that is Caulfield, race four, number two, Anisa. Good luck, punters. Wow. Ooh. It's just Ooh. gonna win. That's, it's just gonna win. It's outdone yourself with two dollar eighty odds there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can't hear from all the way down to the bottom there, mate. <laughs> now we'll head to Dan. Hopefully his horse can either just get a place, please. Uh, Dan. How's it going, partners? This week's Dan's decision is Caulfield race six, number eight, Ferrantless. It's paying five dollars. I look very tired right now. Get on it, happy punting, and get responsibly. Wow, what a decision by really, Dan. Mate. Oh, yeah, really? oh, yeah. Now, Jim, yeah, have you got I, any I jam? Don't, or? I don't have any jam on me. Not um, on you, I guess. Hopefully I can jag something and pull something out of my ass. Hey, punters, this week, Jim's jam. We're going to Rose Hill, race eight, number one, built. Uh, this thing beat Lucas's top tip two weeks ago. I happened to be on it myself that week. Um, hopefully you can get the job done again. It's going for three wins in a row. So yeah, uh, good luck, punters. Oh, jeez, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> That's some nice jam. Um, <laughs> looking forward Ooh, to like chocolate. Uh, one of us getting up here. Now, Leachy's lock is going to go bang this week. Mark my words. <laughs> All right, punters. This week we're off to Rose Hill, race 10, number two. We're on Afterlight. It is paying a juicy $11, but we're going each way. We're picking it for a, a win or a place. Place $3, win $11. J-Mac on board, down in class. The favorite hasn't raced this distance before. Easy money, easy money. Trust me, one up out of five this year, surely. Gamble responsible. Oh, mate, hopefully that gets up for us. Um, <laughs> wow, yep. Brandon, it's been tough times from the top of the penthouse to the shit house <laughs> at the moment we got uh, me james and dan on zero wins but look thanks for keeping the counter float we will, uh, it's all right, boys. we'll change it this week and uh check out instagram for the ats multi the racing multi horse racing multi soon we'll have the uh bloody first try score a multi back up as well maybe it's we can win another. Yes. <laughs> that'd be good <laughs> i need to start start my multis up to get get catch up to lucas but anyway gents great podcast uh anything else you guys want to add yeah um, i just i didn't want to um bring up bring it up while lucas was talking but what the earth is hotting up <laughs> <laughs> it's heating up. Yeah. The horse racing season I've heard the is hotting up. up as well. Come on, get your English right. But ah, uh, shit. <laughs> good stuff, gents. I'm googling this. Out, okay, he's gonna Google it. Uh, check out our NRL fantasy and Super Coach down below and on our Instagram. We are popping off on Instagram at the moment. Um, Lucas is searching up, hotting up. It's hotting up in here. <laughs> uh, this podcast is really hotting up. Fuck you guys. Look at this. Look at this. Read it. Read it. 
increase the heat, hotting up. It's yeah, hotting it's, up. But it's, it's hotting up in here. That <laughs> just doesn't sound right. It's, <laughs> Let us know below if yeah. hotting up is a term you use on a day-to-day basis. But anyways, love the podcast. Great work, gents. We will see you next week. Wait. It's hotting up. It's hotting up. It's hotting up. <laughs> Look, that would be such a niche title for the episode. Yeah, you got to get right to the end of it. <laughs>